millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, good day there and welcome to All Talk with Jason Mike. It's fantastic to have your company wherever you are in the world. And can I just say... From my perspective, and indeed Mike's perspective, what a great honour it is to have the privilege of your attention. Mike, you're looking fantastic, mate. Uh, more and more tanned every time I see you, actually. I'm bronzing up, babe. You sure I'm bronzing up. My yeah. God. It's, and have you oiled yourself today? Because you've got a real sheen going yes, on. Yes, that's a, um, what I do is I, um, I'm, I'm getting that coconut oil on. Oh, yeah. No, I thought I could smell coconut. Mm. There's something about the smell of coconut in summertime, isn't there? There really is. So I'm getting that going, getting a real baste going on. And um, it's got the double effect of uh, of bronzy me, but yes, also that, that smell that sort of wafts down the street. I'm turning heads, babe, as I'm yeah. walking down the street. Oh, I'm sure heads you are. Heads are turning. Heads are turning. And you actually uh, sent me a photo while you were sunbathing of that mm-hmm. your wife had taken of you and I see that you've set up a kind of aluminium foil yep. kind of side yeah. there to, so you lie down and on either side of you are these aluminium walls That's right. to reflect the light so you're really taking the shit That's seriously right. well I've been re-watching uh, The Sopranos I recently finished it and on that they sit outside the uh, pork shop there and one of the characters Paulie He's got one of those aluminium setups yes. that he just puts around his face just to bronze himself up a little bit and I thought well Surely I can do that for my entire body. Yeah. And I can. Yeah. So I just put the missus to work on that, and she's set me up one of these little booths that I hang out with, it, hang out in for a few hours a day, and it is having a massive effect. Well, you're looking fantastic, mate. Very tanned, very bronze. Thank you so much. And for your part, mm. you know, you came in today uh, limping a little and walking with a cane. Yeah, mate. Well, look, I, I, um, I've got a bit of old man's ankle. Mm. Uh, it is actually a medical condition. Uh, and that is basically where my and it's all it all actually stems from my osteomyelitis when I was a young kid. You never mentioned it, and the uh, and the formation of my legs as such, and the structure of my my bone structure of my legs as such is that my ankle is all out of whack. Right, and I I, I go to podiatrists all the time. Right, uh, it's a bane of my life, and they've basically told me that my ankle's fucked oh. uh, in the sense that it's got no rotation on it, and right. so I. It was described to me every time I take a step, my ankles are collapsing on themselves. That'll explain why you're such an embarrassment at the crease. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm quarter to three feet. Um, but listen, also, you were saying as you came in today, the family's still there, aren't they, mate? I mean, New Year's is gone, and your family's still there. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the idea was that they were there for a couple of days around oh, Christmas, but... Oh, that's what I thought. I yeah, thought it was yeah. a holiday. Yes. Um, but the wife's pulled me aside, and apparently we're going to have to um, rework the living arrangements. Yeah. Um, they're talking about summering on Waiheke. Oh, okay. Summering at our place, and, you know, that would be fine if we didn't live in Waiheke where the weather's so good because the summer goes for about four or five months yeah. up, up here anyway. And um, so they're going to be with us long term, it looks. Yeah, that's a tough one, mate. And, uh, you know, you were talking about the fact that you had your fantastic brother-in-law mm-hmm. um, staying with you for a while, a young fella. Yeah, who, young, uh, young in, buck. 
young buck who yeah. inadvertently stumbled in on you making love to your, your your lovely wife. That's right. And I was thinking to myself, you know, didn't slow were, me down. Oh, I'm sure it didn't. There was like ten or fifteen of the family coming over, and I did worry actually because you're out in the shed there with you and your, the little one. Yeah, that there might be might be very difficult to to do the old love making given that there's so many people coming and going all the time. Yeah, well, we're um we're trying to get number two underway. We're trying right. to get the second kid. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, fun, isn't it? Well, isn't it a lot of fun? Yeah. yeah. What I really like is, um, you know, checking temperatures, days of the week, oh, looking right. at the calendar. Now's the time to do it. And, and nothing helps me perform in the boudoir like um, clock pressure. Yes, or a medical chart on <laughs> yeah, the wall. That's right. The, the way you get around that, mate, is, is you say to each other, uh, no, we we can't have a child right now. Now's not the time. Oh, you're good. Um, and then it'll it'll happen. Guaranteed. Yeah, we've got financial struggles. Yes, you know, the we're worst not set thing up that for could this. possibly happen at the moment would be if we had another kid. <laughs> yes, and then yeah, boom, bang. you're away. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it has made things difficult because um, you know, given that everybody has stayed and and um, you know, we've got so many people in the house. We're actually in the lounge now. Right. Okay. Sleeping oh, in the lounge. Yeah. And so the only time that we Not can ideal. sort of find to make love um, is in the ad, in the uh, first ad break of the news, right? Okay, yeah. Um, because the family love to watch the news. You know, the great, you know, the older generation love the news. Sure, of course. Um, but the first ad break, they go off to the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and they make a cup of tea. So that's we quickly. Yep. You know, get it get done. Into Still open plan. Yes. Um, but their their eyesight's not what it was, so we're just hoping that they can't really see us. Yeah. Well, and the difficulty for you there too is it, it still has to correspond with, you know, the time of the day and yeah. the fertility level. So you're really under the gun, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it hasn't been going well, but we'll see what happens. Hey, and you know, um, I was going to say you live next to a, a lovely beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have you considered going for a walk down to the end of the beach, maybe a little cove at the end of the beach, maybe a bit of uh, lovemaking on the beach? Well, Gritty but fun. It's very interesting that you raise that because my uh, brother-in-law and his missus went for a wander. Oh, did they? Um, and they went for a wander at the end of the beach to some rocks. Um, and if you go past the rocks, I've always just got to the rocks and turn around and come back. They went past the rocks, and on the other side of it is a nudist beach. Right, okay. Which I had no idea about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, potentially we could go for some lovemaking down there. My friend, without a word of a lie, I know that nudist beach. Hmm. And my wife and I and two friends of ours went onto that beach completely unaware of the fact that it was a nudist beach. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. I was lying on my uh, towel, and there was a guy next to me. And I looked up and I saw the most pendulous, enormous testicles swinging only about three or four feet from my face. And I was like, what the f- is going yeah, on here? there's a bit of a northerly over there, so that'll, be, that'll get the uh, oh, pendulum a swing. Oh, they, and the weird thing about people in nudist beaches is they always have sort of compl- bodies like cottage cheese. Yeah. Uh, the the very people that shouldn't be nude are the ones that have a propensity to be nude, if you know what well, I'm saying. Well, that's right, because generally what I think's going on is that they can't get anybody to look at them nude in their everyday private life. Yes. So they're like, well... Surely gonna... someone out there will appreciate my body. That's right. So they take it to a nudist beach, um, and then you know people like yourself stumble onto it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a shock to the system. I, I had a similar thing happen when I was in uh, Mexico with, uh, with a mate of mine, and... Um, we again, it seems to be rocks that separate. You know, if there's a large rock, then yeah. on the other side of the rock, you're going to come up with a few surprises. But we didn't know, and we're just um, on the beach and and having a beer, and then sort of look up, and there's a there's a guy 
Generally, they're elderly, aren't they? Yeah, this guy was always in his elderly. 70s, long hair at the back. Um, he was boarding on top, but wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, nice. Um, standing in the uh, in the breakers, you know, just at the his feet lapping at his calves. Um, but facing. You mean waves lapping at his calves? What did I say? Feet. <laughs> feet lapping. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. Um, Actually, as it turned out, he was facing into the shore, so he had his back to the ocean. Right, yep. Uh, and his balls were yes. lapping at his ankles, actually. Well, and hands on his hips yeah. and facing back into everybody on the beach. Now, if you had shorts on, you'd never see anybody in that position, hands on their hips, facing back in, just taking things in. He was just there to show us his CMBs. Yeah. He's well, a sicko. And isn't it isn't it weird... You mentioned the hands on the hips thing, which seems to be a thing for nudists, yeah, doesn't it? It's it like, not only am I nude, but I'm going to put my hands on my hips. Just to be sure that everybody's getting, because if you put your hands down to the side, there's a chance that somebody on some angle won't be able to see, see the goodies. You see in bees, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not into it. No. But, but the friend that I was with back in those days, you know, yeah. I don't want to say homophobe, but certainly averse to seeing any other male's penis. Sure. I mean, and I can understand that. I don't want to see mine. Yeah. Um, given what's going on down there. Um, but, yeah, he was angry. He was going, but we looked around the beach, and we were the only ones that were wearing clothes. Right, So, yeah. actually, we should have been angry at ourselves and left. I mean, it's, it is a shock to the system, and I'm not into it. And as far as lovemaking goes... I'm sure you've given it a go, but it it is too gritty for yeah, my liking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea of it. There's nothing like a nice, cool offshore breeze on your buttocks while you're making love, but it's the it's the gritty foreskin sort of scenario. Yeah. Well, fortunately, that was mine's long gone. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. But well, same. But yeah, um, yeah. It's not always as good as the idea of it. That's right. You see it in a movie and you think, oh, lovely, but the yeah. practical reality just horrible. No good. Um, it's like in the shower, actually. I don't, yeah, I don't rate yeah. shower love making. No, neither do because I. Because I find the water has a has a an opposite effect to what it, you think it might. Do. Yes, yeah, I agree with it you. It slows things down, and I always find it very cumbersome. Yes, you know, particularly my wife's a little bit taller than me. You know, and and the fitting together of bodies. Yeah, and then you've got the soap action going on, but it gets a bit slippery. Yeah. and and you can't maintain certain positions. No, massively overrated. No, I completely agree. The idea of sharing with your partner, if you've got a, a couple, you know, you might go and stay somewhere nice, and they've got. Two shower nozzles. Yes. Well, that's good because it keeps you separated. So you are showering in the same room, but not really together, which yeah. I like. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's have a bit of an update on our good mate, Captain Nancy, mate, who uh, contacted us recently. And um, I believe there's been some developments on that front. Yeah, well, there has been. And, uh, you know, we're very lucky, aren't we, that these people want to get in touch with us and, For sure. and, and seek our help. Um, you know, it's another kind of advice, I guess. We're, we're get, trying to get them out of a tricky situation. Um, and I'm not 100% where we left it last time, but just for the new listeners, um, you know, we were contacted by um, Captain Nancy, um, and she is a qualified astronaut who is working as a peacekeeper in Afghanistan, and she has found a treasure chest filled with $7.5 million US hidden, wow. hidden in a cave. So <clears throat> it's tricky for her because um, she needs to get it out of there so that she can help people with that money. But she knows that the government will confiscate it. For sure. Or she doesn't want to happen. So she needs an, she needs an address that she can send it to that doesn't look suspicious. Yeah. 
and um, and that's us. You know, she's been listening and loving the podcast over there. What are in the chances, Mike, that it was us? I mean, it's like it's meant to be, isn't it? Exactly right. Um, so, you know, she's obviously stipulated that this is top secret. Um, and all she needed from us is just a few, you know, just normal stuff. You know, name, um, home address where to receive the treasure box, um, the country, the city, phone number, age, occupation, uh, scan copies of our passports and driver's license, the usual yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she just wants that stuff, and then she's going to send the treasure chest our way. Fantastic. Um, so I've got him back to her. I said, first of all, let me say, Jason and I are very, very keen. Good on you, mate. Um, after some discussions with Jace, we feel like we just need to take steps to ensure that this is genuine. I mean, Jace, once bitten, twice shy with you know, uh, was it Maggie Tillerson. Tillerson. Ma- Maggie Tillerson, you know, yeah. That hurt, man. Well, it turned out to be a scam. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought I was, you know, sort of nobody's fool. Yeah. Uh, but they were pretty good. I mean, these scams are really good. I'm not surprised they're making a ton of money off these things. Oh, neither because am I, mate. I was completely sucked in by Maggie. I mean, it just seems so genuine. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to anyone that has actually fallen for that. We were lucky that Gmail cancelled that email account. But anyway, getting back to Captain Nancy, um, I said, I know you can understand and appreciate that it's not every day that a peacekeeping astronaut trying to pass on a treasure chest filled with $7.5 million emails you an offer like this, particularly with a whole bunch of semi-nude photos attached. Yeah. Because I was surprised by that. Yes. Because for me, if I find $7.5 million in a cave and I'm trying to offer to that someone, I would think that that would be interesting enough and sufficient enough. Yeah. I wouldn't feel that I'd need to attach a few photos of me in a Stars and Stripe bikini. No. Great photo, though, isn't it? I mean, they're well, all I, I, very good. I mean, I, I think it's just uh, her way of her, her way of expressing or, or giving us the opportunity of really genuinely getting to know her yeah. as a real person. Well, that's you know, right. it's not as some sort of it, the photos give her life. Can I yes. put it that way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And and that bikini, um, that stars and stripes bikini, very becoming. Well, that's right, and I think that's government issue. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of the peacekeeping uniform. God, they really kit out their military, don't they? They do, because it's great weather in Afghanistan, even in the we- in the winter. Yeah, well, she's can, got a great tan. Yeah, you can still bathe. Yes. Um, but what I'll do, just for the listeners, I'll, I'll upload these photos as they come in, um, just so you can uh, keep up to date with it. Um, after some discussions, Jason and I thought it would be good if you could send us another photo of yourself wearing your Stars and Stripes bikini, but holding a copy of today's Coffee News. Uh, then after further discussions with Jace, we decided that the bikini top is probably optional. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, up to you. We don't want to put any pressure on Oh, we on don't it. want to tell her what to wear. I mean, it's totally over to her. I mean, it's too often that men start telling women what they should be wearing. Yes. And, and you know... And, We're and not it, going there, no, mate. No, not at all. If you're comfortable wearing less, well, you're cool. Um, as soon as we have this photo, uh, we'll clean up and get you uh, all the requested information. Um, thanks, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. And that's from Mike and Jace. Yeah, great stuff, mate. So hopefully we'll um, we'll hear something back from her in time for uh, next week's episode. Yeah, sounds good, man. And jeez, mm. uh, what a boon! Mm. Uh, it's exciting stuff. Now, just to point out, we only get thirty percent of that, so yeah. we don't get the full seven. But point still, thirty percent of seven point five US million dollars—that's a fair old wedge. It's pretty good. It's two point two five US, which is whatever that is in New Zealand. So yeah, probably about three New Zealand. Yeah, pretty good. Three mil. Pretty good. One point five each. Yeah, I'm a well. Well, I mean, two. You know. Yeah, yeah. Dish out to you know poor people. To, to, to the 
peasants. Charities and stuff. Yeah. Hey, but as always, we've had a crap load of uh, correspondence. So I think we should get into it, Mike, and let's start with a bit of relationship chat with Jason Mike. I think she's cheating on me. It's relationship advice with Jace and Mike. G'day guys, love the podcast. Just asking RE relationship chat, where you stand with your beloved partner passing wind, either in front of you, silently in the shadows, or not at all. Cheers. That's from Sammy from the Basin Reserve and it came to us via Instagram. Yeah, great question, Sammy. That is a great question and uh, we appreciate it. And a really good one too, isn't it, Mike? Because I don't know about you, but I think everyone, to a certain degree, when they're first starting out in a relationship, you know, the last thing that you want to be doing is cracking wind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if you've been through the experience. I met with my, with my wife at the moment. Um, when we first got together, I absolutely adamantly refused to pass wind because it was gross and it would be very unattractive. But, you know, when you're holding in that wind in your bowels and you get that stabbing sort of pain in your stomach, you know, and then you'd have to leave the room and pass wind that way. Um, well, I mean, what's your view on it? Well, yeah, it is a great question because this has actually come up in our relationship recently. Okay, uh, yeah. My wife and I. Um, we went for five years with nobody farting. Yes. Which is pretty good because for me, I don't know what it is, but as soon as people start farting around each other. Yeah, it's all over. Start fart-assing around, then I sort of feel like that sexual attraction diminishes. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're both fairly disgusting. I just don't, you know, I never saw the humour in it. No. Um, well, it's, there's a sort of almost juvenile quality to it, isn't exactly. there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I Look, do. My my wife and I have been together for over 20-odd years, Mike. Over 20-odd years. And I still do not fart in front of my wife. Right. And I'll make this other point. I've never heard my wife pass wind. Right. In 25, 24 years together. Right. I have never heard my wife pass wind. Right. I mean, there's been some odd smells around her occasionally, but I have never heard her pass wind. And for that, I find that very sexy. Mm. I find that very respectful. And, and you know, but I'm also aware of other people in relationships that think it's hilarious just cracking huge farts in front of each other on the couch or whatever. For me, that's just gross. And I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. And it's, um, you know, I don't think you get, I don't think it's sexy for someone not to fart, but I think it is disgusting for somebody to fart. You don't get any credit for not farting, but yeah. you go down, in my opinion, if you do fart. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what it's, you mean. Um, and it doesn't take much. You know, for example, you, you're sitting on the couch, you can feel it building up. Mm. Your wife's sitting next to you on the couch, you go, well, I'm not going to do that. It doesn't take much to go out and look at your veggie patch, does it? And just let it seep into the atmosphere and then right. come back again. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, you know, whilst it is a conscious decision not to fart in front of my wife mm. um, and it's something that I believe to be important there'll be occasions when the odd inadvertent one comes out yeah. you know when I'm bending down to pat the dog or something like that which is totally unintentional or when you and pick up something heavy or you pick up something heavy yes and it's an inadvertent fart that's okay that's okay and I think everyone can live with that but when you're sitting there just ripping them out on the couch or in the lounge gross mate that's gross well I think that's when you're 
you've then decided that you're no longer husband and wife yeah. or, or in a loving relationship. It's, you, you, essentially, you're just flatmates now. Mm. And you might as well just get one of one of the actual your actual mates in. You know, it's it's disgusting. Mm. So that's how we've gone at it for about five years. But then about six months ago, I just started ripping them out. Right, okay. You'd reached that point, had you? And I just, I thought, you know, before I never found it funny, but it actually, it's really funny. Oh, you found that, it well, funny. Right, okay. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the thing. I find it funny. Yes. My wife doesn't think it's funny at all. Yeah. At all. Um, and I'm doing it all over the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in, the, you? in bed. Yeah, oh, in the bed. Oh, oh that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, you name it. So but your that, wife lifts up the duvet when she's, pop, you know, and there's just a, a well, no, of, I'm not. Look, give me some credit, mate. I'm not. I'm not an absolute pig. I wouldn't do the Dutch oven, right? Okay, where, which is where you shove your partner's head under the blanket. Yeah, and, yeah, and right. They can't get out. They have to breathe it in. What worries I would me, never do that. What worries me about you, though, doing that and admitting that really boldly and out front is you're a vegan as well. You'll be eating a lot of nuts and grains well, and that kind of thing. That, that concerns me a little this bit. This is how I justify it to the wife, is they don't stink. Right, it's, okay. It's, it's, it's all talk. It's all, all talk, talk with uh, Mike's bum. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, and really, I mean, maybe veganism's playing into it. They are quite, they are, Loud and proud, we used to call them back in the day. Yes, um, it's the silent, violent ones that they're um, the shocking ones. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it if that was the case. I would pop out to the garden. Yeah, yeah. But what I've started noticing is that there's, you know, there's no opportunity now for us to have the second kid. You know, the wife has completely written me off in that area. Well, I, I was just going to say we were saying that you know we were saying at the start of this podcast that you know you guys were making love a lot because you were looking for a second child, um, and and so your farting hasn't affected it. But you're what? saying it has affected. Yeah, no, it, it has. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, she's, she's not. Well, you mean she's so, grossed out by you, basically? Oh, she finds me repulsive. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fair to say, and so that has actually now has changed my behaviour, and I'm roping it in. So I've gone through. You know, that's a hell of a long time—five years—to not do it. Yeah. And then uh, to think it's funny and do it for a while, and now to go, I oh, actually, you know, it's having a negative effect on my relationship, and I need to to change my ways. Yeah, you know, because I oh, good on you for recognizing that, though. Well, you know, I think, do you, but do you find farting uh, amongst friends like your mates? Nah. Did you ever find that funny? Nah. <laughs> I tell you what, I used to find even more gross, particularly being in an all boys boarding school. We used to have legendary burpers, oh. and I am not a big fan of people. You know that that can actually can actually have conversations while burping. You know what I mean? That kind of thing, especially after they've drunk a, a small carton of milk, of warm milk, or something like that. Yeah, or a you can see, my of wife, coke or something. My wife and I don't belch in front no, of each that, other well, either. I'm, I'm I mean, we've got yeah. massive intestinal issues because of the fact that we neither fart nor burp in front of each other. Yeah. but it's worth it to maintain the relationship. Yeah, I agree. I think you'll probably we'll all probably die younger as a result of it. But it's just mm. you know there needs to be a little bit of uh, consideration, common consideration. I think so, Mike. Um, you know, I mean, I had in my earlier years, I I did used to think it was funny. Mm. Um, I've never so, found uh, it funny. Not, yeah, I've never not, found not a it lot. funny. I mean, I find it funny on my own. For example, my oh. brother and I, well, we used to fart around each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and on each other and all that sort of thing. Sure. And, um, you know, well, I, you know, you know, in the bath, 
Oh, yeah. And the bubbles come up and you sort of waft it towards you. you that's know, right. just, God, that's a good one, wasn't it? Well, my brother and I used to bathe together when we were young. Yeah, as you do in And those we had days. our own side of the bath. He had his side, I had my side. He actually did a poo in the bath. Yeah, been known to happen. A floater. Floaters, we And so I them. just stayed on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not really how it works because I could see these sort of lines of pollution coming off it and yeah. eventually screamed out for mum to save me. Uh, but my brother quickly picked it up and just, just threw it in it the, the bath. Yeah, nice. Um, but I took that, that um, it gave me a poor setup for how people viewed farting. So when I went out into the world and out into the dating world, I had this sort of idea that farting was fine. Yeah. You know, and I remember um, being around at my uh, girlfriend's house when I was a teenager and um, I went out to the kitchen to grab a drink. Um, we was getting us both a drink, you know. And uh, she, <laughs> she, this is a true story, she had a cat. She had a very friendly cat. And um, it was coming up and saying g'day. And so I, I squatted down. Right. And at the exact moment that she walked in to say that she'd changed her mind and now wanted a, a cup of tea rather than a glass of milk, I was absolutely letting one rip in this cat's face. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and, she, and she broke up with me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, well, she, she kicked me out of the house. You know, look, I'm not even that fond of cats, but if someone farted in my cat's face, they'd be out the door. Well, Without was, question. I mean, if you can picture it, I was squatting in sort of the sumo position. Yes. The cat was looking up. Hopefully, the, this enormous fart was, and then she comes in. It was a real yeah. freeze frame moment. I can imagine. Um, so I sort of learnt from that that farting in a relationship is not the go. No, um, but that was the thing. I guess in my marriage, um, you know, I'm married. I've got a kid. You know, it's over. She can't go anywhere. It's too much hassle for her to break up with me. But I have taken on board her advice, and, and I'm weeding it from the relationship. I think it is disgusting. I think yeah. I've, I've, I have been. Letting, letting her down, letting myself down, to be honest. Yeah, letting everyone down. I mean, I feel let down by you, just just knowing that, Mike. But, Sammy, yeah, I, I think our advice is, mate, keep it to yourself. Mm. Uh, you know, if you need to do that, get outside. Uh, just release the wind that way. Or just make sure you're not around your partner. Yeah. There's nothing sexy about your, your partner, you know, hammering one out. There really isn't. And... It's just not sexy. And, and and for me, it's an indication of the decline of a relationship when you, you've you reached that point, that plateau really, haven't you, Mike? Mm. Some people call it the seven-year itch yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Where it was five th- for me. Things just slowly go downhill. That's right. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, you've got, you're eating food on the couch, there's crumbs all over you, you've got stains all over your clothes, you're cracking them out, you're, 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 you're belching all over the place. It's just grody. Well, that's right. And it, it's... You know, you've got to keep your standards up. And the question is, like, do you want to hear your partner do it? And for me, the answer is no, so then I don't do it. Yes. Because you're opening the door for the other person, and that's a bit, bit icky. We don't want to be opening any doors in this scenario. No. That's the problem. And if you're going to open the door, open the door and go outside and do it. <laughs> so, uh, Sammy from the Basin Reserve, thanks uh, for your question, mate. A bloody good one. That was a bloody good question, Great mate. Question. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Really good question, but it's time now as uh, Mike and myself talk men's health. Can you have a look at this, mate? I've got a bit of a lump on me. Um... Oh, Jesus. Men's health. With Jason Mike. Hi, Jason Mike. Have you got any advice on how I can get to sleep and stay asleep for longer? How much sleep is too little or too much? Thanks, guys. P.S. I often think about Minogue's wife when I hear him talking, and I don't even know what she looks like. All I have to go off is Matt Heath saying she's a breath of fresh air. I don't want to see what she looks like because the mystery is so alluring. I just thought you should know I think about her when you speak, Mike. Cheers, fellas. Yeah, that's yeah. slightly concerning. Well, a little bit. That's from Jono. Jono, uh, okay. On the, on the Instagram. Um, yeah, well, that's good. I mean, it's Well, a there's two questions there, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one, you're thinking about my wife, but you're not looking up photos of her, so that's probably positive. Well, we're assuming, Mike, that he's not looking yeah, up photos probably, of her. he's probably Oh, lying. no, he does. I mean, he, he does say, I, I don't know what she looks like. Well, and, and the idea of what she possibly might look like is possibly more alluring to him than the reality of what she well, looks like. Right. Not to say that your wife is an unattractive woman. I just mean that the idea of something sometimes is better than the reality of something. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, except in, except in this, on this occasion. Or, you know, I don't I'd best stay away from it. But, yeah, Matt Heath actually did mention this. Yes. On air. And um, my sister-in-law was Googling me for some reason, and the first thing that came up was Mike Minogue's wife. That is the most Googled thing about me, is my wife, without a word of a lie. You type it, it you type mate, in Mike Minogue, and it will come up Mike Minogue's wife. How's this? I did exactly that the other day, because I was just trying to remember some of the stuff I'd acted in. You know, I was just trying to get... I thought you were Googling my wife. No, no, I wasn't Googling your wife. So I Googled Jason Hoyt. Guess what comes up? Jason Hoyt's daughters. Oh. And I was like, what the f*** is that about? Well, that is the most Googled thing about you. Yes. Well, that is concerning. That is massively concerning. And I just went, Jesus Christ, I'm not looking there again. Um, But, yeah, I'm very big on this. I like to keep my family away from that side of things Mm -hmm. um, as much as I can. But just, just talking about... Have you got any any advice on how I can get to sleep and stay asleep for longer? You and I both, Mike, are not great sleepers. No. Uh, we're very agitated sleepers. Uh, part of the reason I can't sleep is because my wife, when she falls asleep, farts like a train. Because, you know, she's been holding it in for so long. And, of course, she's unconscious. She doesn't realize she's doing it. She is absolutely cracking them out there. And it's horrendous stuff. It's horrendous stuff. So, you know, and then and then I've got, you know, my own personal bodily issues going on. And it's not just the noise of it, is it? Because that no. stuff, and I mean, it's thunderous, thunderous when you've been holding it in. I know exactly what you mean. But also when you've got the doors and everything are all closed up and she's a reeker. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you know, that kind of smell. You can't sleep with that kind of a smell going on. No, you see, You can't. jump up, you open a window to let the 
the smell out. Yeah. She wakes up because she's cold. Why have you got the window open? You don't want to say because you don't talk about farts in the relationship. Yes. Now you're the asshole, but actually you're being quite, you know, chivalrous. I yes. Think, you yeah. Know? But you're, you're just getting, getting on and dealing with the problem. Yeah, that's right. So that is a difficult thing. The noise, the smell, um, the memory then. You yes. have to live with the memory of it. Yeah. And so it's difficult to get off to sleep. Personally, I, I like to go to bed early. So do I. I want to be in bed at 9 so I can be asleep by 9.30. Yep. Uh, because I've got the kid that gets up. Um, the kid is in daycare three days a week. Yes. The other two days, I'm taking care of her all day. So you can't get anything done. Yes. Um, so I get up early on those days so I can get a bit of writing. You know, we're working yeah, on yeah, a project, yeah. don't we? So I need a couple of hours to get some things done. Sure. So... I find it that I need my sleep, and if I don't get it, my whole day is ruined. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I but, do. But then there's, if I've got work on, I find that I wake up early and it's on my mind, I start thinking about it, then I've just got to get up straight away Yeah, and just get into well, it. I, I, once I wake up, I don't go back to sleep. Yeah, I was going to say, you like me, once once you're awake, it's all over over. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that wakes up and goes, oh, I'll just go back to sleep again. No. I wake up and it's all over. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. I just want to go back. And I like to get my farts in before my wife wakes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. Get them out for the day, clear the system, and then, you know, start start the day on an empty stomach. Well, actually, um, my um, my wife, she actually goes to work quite early herself. Right. Um, and, so, of course, she goes and has a shower. That's when I do my farts uh, because I know <laughs> – I know that it's perfectly safe, and I really rip those babies out, and they're wait- they've been waiting a long time. Um, I just want to go back to something you said too, of course, when your wife farts in the night and she's unconscious, she doesn't realise that it's going on, of course, mm. um, and, and you being in a, a chivalrous kind of chap going, mm. you open the window to get a bit of fresh air, and that's a double-edged sword though, isn't it? Because when you open that window, mosquitoes come in. Uh. And I don't know about you, but if there's one thing that drives me absolutely nuts beyond my wife farting when she's asleep is the sound of a mosquito circling my head while I try to doze. Well, once again, we're on the same page. Yeah. And the issue you got there is that the time that a mosquito comes into the house is around around about dusk. Yes. So I've got to be consciously on the ball that I'm shutting up all the windows at about 5.30 to make sure that they can't get in. Yeah. The problem with that is it's hot as a bastard up here. Yes. So I'm sweltering. The wife's sweltering. Oh, can't we open a window? No, we can't. Because the mosquitoes come, come in, yeah, you know, and then okay, fine, we'll open the window. If we open the window, keep some air through it, then all the mozzies come in. I can't go to sleep. She sleeps like a log, and also she's got the kind of uh, blood that mosquitoes have got zero interest in. Oh wow, that's really funny. You should say that. What What's your scenario? Because mate, they I get destroyed. They love me. Yep, they love me as well. And, I wouldn't and, care. I wouldn't if, look if they didn't bite me. I wouldn't care. Yeah. And, and I, I get to the point where, like, my mosquito bites turn into big welts. That's right. Um, totally yep. react to them. Yeah. And I'm just covered in – they don't touch my wife. No, that's right. They do not touch her. Exactly. So their opinion is, leave the windows open. Who yes. cares? Because it, they don't get – they can only see it from their side. I'm not affected. So open the windows. But from my side of it, I look like I've been on heroin for 50 years. I'm just covered in track marks. Yes, and there is no worse combination in the world, can I put it to you like this, where there is a mosquito in the room, mm-hmm. you're hot and sweaty, mm-hmm. you've been bitten by said mosquito or mosquitoes, mm-hmm. and your wife's farting in the bed. That's right. I mean, it, that is 
an absolute nightmare in terms of trying to get some some kind of sleep or rest. Well, it is. And, and so what's what's happened from my side of it is we'll keep the windows open, but I'm having a can of fly spray beside the bed. Yeah. Now, my wife hates fly spray being used anywhere. Right. Especially in the bedroom when you're trying to sleep and you've got the door closed because you don't want the dog to come in and jump on the bed because it snores and keeps you awake. Yes. I've had to ban the dog because the dog's getting older and out snores. Oh, well, fair enough. The dog's not allowed on our bed. Oh, drives me up the wall. Yes. So then I've got the fly spray. Well, now the kid gets into the bed, yeah. grabs the fly spray. The wife doesn't want the fly spray beside the bed because, you know, the kid will probably drink some of it or something. Yeah, spray is out in the eyes. I mean, fair enough, I guess. So last night, no fly spray beside the bed. Four o'clock in the morning, I get woken up by a mosquito. Yeah. No worse sound in the world. And of course, you immediately swipe at it. Yes. And it stops. And you yes. think, I've got it. Yeah, I, got, I nailed the bastard. I've got it. Going back to sleep. And it's just, and then that's it. Because if you don't get it that first time and you have to do it again, then you're immediately thinking, did I get it? Yes. And then so you're just lying there awake waiting to see if it's going to come back. And it may never come back. You might have got it, but you're going to lie there awake expecting its return. Yeah, well, you sit there in, poised with anticipation, don't you? Yeah. Waiting for it to return. Well, uh, the great white hunter. Yes. You know, adrenaline's pumping. We, My wife's family have a lovely batch that, that we go to often. It's my favourite place in the world. It's absolutely magnificent. But the one downside of it is in the summertime, mosquitoes, yeah. mate. I get no sleep there whatsoever. Yeah. And you're right. Is that horrible? And you do, you unconsciously yeah. swipe at the little bastard. And then, of course, I get to the point where I get driven to distraction. I switch on the lights, and then you just, I'm kind of blind anyway. You're just mm. sort of staring because it's too bright anyway. Well, you're not going to see it. You're no. not going to see it. Um, and then you turn the lights off again, and your wife's pissed off that you turn the lights on and woke her up. Absolute nightmare, mate. Well, I'm just in Have bed. you considered a mosquito net? Uh, no. Well, we, then we've got to put pillars in on building. Yeah, now I'm yeah, building yeah. all that yeah. sort of character. No, and they I always hear. get in there. They always get in there. What I end up doing is I'm swiping. Swipe, swipe. And, of course, that movement, if, you, if you're going to kill a mosquito, you need to give it some. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm whacking the pillow. I wake the wife up. She hasn't heard the mosquito. All she knows is that I'm in bed writhing back and forth, smacking the pillow. Yeah, you know, sweating. So, so she's going, <sighs> yeah. You know, giving me the sign. Rolling and tossing and yeah, turning. Yeah, giving me yep. the sign. She, you know, she's not bothered, but she's given me the hint, telling me through that sigh to stop trying to kill the mosquito, lie still, be bitten, stay awake. Yes. That's the message I'm getting. Yeah. And, you know, so I just end up getting up. This morning I was up at 4.30. Yeah. I was, up, I was up at around just after 5, but that was more of an ankle issue, my old man ankle. Right. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> To be lying in bed, sweaty and hot, covered in mosquito bites, listening to mosquitoes flying around your head, mate, that does my head in every single time. It's not bad, but the only and the only thing worse um, that I've recently found out than a mosquito flying around your head is uh, is roadworks outside your house at yeah. three a.m. Yeah, which I had two nights ago. Yeah, so back to back nights. Um, you know, last night was. The mosquito episode, and the night before that, um, I had two trucks outside my house with associated road workers. Um, I just woke up. I said, like, "What's that fucking? What's that noise?" Yeah. And I 
get up and I whip the curtains back. I'm naked. Um, and there's a truck out there painting fresh lines on the road. Yeah. And so I, I get on my um, my stripy pyjamas. High horse. <laughs> and I wander out there and there's a road worker there. I said, g'day, mate. And he comes over. And I said, is this a, a normal time, 3 a.m.? And I'm yeah. not, I am not saying 3 a.m. when it was 5 or 6. It was 3 a.m. Yes. I said, is this a normal time to be doing roadworks? And he goes, oh, no, no, the, um, the operator just thought he'd get it done now. Right. Oh, good as gold. And well, so they were out there for two hours. Yeah. Well, maybe he'd been woken up by a mosquito buzzing around his head and just went, to hell with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and do some roadworks. Well, that's right, and I understand it because they want to get it done while there's no cars all over the place. Sure. Um, so I thought, well, I can either you know, ruin my day having to get out there and, um, you know, work around cars and all that sort of thing. Or I can ruin Minogue's day. Yeah. Um, and he chose. And the next door neighbour as well. He was he was awake and fuming. Yeah. Um, so we went outside and had a beer and a couple of darts and watched him for two hours. Great. Two hours. Yeah. So that was my, I went back to bed. I did get some sleep. I slept through till 6.30 uh, once they left at five. But just. Unbelievable. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, am I going mad, Jake? No, you're not going Expecting mad. Expecting that you shouldn't be no, working you're out somebody's house mad. at 3 a.m. No, that's outrageous. Lines. And the thing about the lines, there was nothing wrong with them. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, where are the lines? Well, They're the council there. obviously decided you've got to freshen everything up. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't need to happen, of course. They you're just freshen need to up yellow lines? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh. Um, but in terms of how much sleep is too little or too much, uh, mate, from my perspective, and it sounds like from Mike's perspective as well, just get as much as you can, mate. Get as much as you can and, While be, you and can. be happy with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, eight hours is ideal for me. I can live with seven. Sometimes you have to go with a much less. Um, yeah. It's uh, every person's different. Some people don't need any sleep at all, Jace. You know? Yeah. But I'm not one of well, those David, people. David Bowie. Um, He's dead. He is dead. Yeah. Um, you know, he always said that sleep is a waste of time. And, and he but would, he was on the coke, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was on everything. Yeah. But even after that, apparently, even after he got off the drugs, he um, was not a big fan of sleep. He, he could survive on one or two hours, right. I reckon. It would be, be a great help for your um, productivity, but I guess what? you just end up on Facebook 22 hours in the day. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope that helps. Um, also, uh, what's it called? Uh, the... Supplement I take. Oh, no. Viagra. Yeah, Viagra and magnesium. That also helps, mate, so give that a crack. But right now it's time for a bit of general chat with Jason Mike. It's general chat with Jason Mike. Hello, Mike and Jason. I hope you're both well. I have a yogurt culture which I've had for over 25 years and was wondering if either of you would like some. It's wonderful for gut health and general well-being. Let me know if you're interested and we can organise transportation. All the very best to you both. Sent by mail to Jace's home address. Yeah, mate. Which was um, I think a bit Be- freaky and that's from Beth and Tiawamudi. Yeah, Beth. I think she's old schools. Right. Because it was on one of those, you know, um, what do you call them? The old aeroplane... Air mail. Air, air mail. Yeah, on one of those avion. ones. Yeah. Par uh, avion. And she had that classic sort of old person shaky kind of handwriting, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I was really touched cursive, by that, actually. Cursive, but yeah. she's also got a bit of a, a, um, a bit of Parkinson's. Yeah, something, something yeah. going on. So it was shaky yeah, and it was all cute. over the place. Yeah. But I thought, how lovely. Yeah. How lovely. Because actually, just on that, my mates and I, uh, Jeremy Corbett, 
had this idea many, many years back, uh, back, which never really took off. It kind of took off for a little while, where we wanted to bring back mail in oh. terms of sending people letters. Because yeah. we just don't do that anymore, no. do we? No. Um, and it's quite a nice thing to do, because when you write someone a letter, you actually have to take the time to sit down and yeah. write it and think about what you're saying, and then you send it off. There's something nice about the process. I agree. I completely agree. Having said that, the idea of um, having a yoghurt culture that's 25 years old disgusts me, Mike. And I'm a vegan, so that's a big no from me, Beth. Yeah, because I've got, you know, I've got a, one of my wife's friends. She's really into that sort of stuff, the whole right. yogurt culture thing. Sure. And she's got one that's about 30 years old. And I don't know what, what it is from my perspective, but I just find the whole concept of a bacterial culture that's been going on for 30 years yeah. slightly disgusting. She's a vegan too, by the way. Oh, is she? Yeah, but she yeah. makes it for her family. Well, we, we've got the kombucha running at home. Oh, yes. Now, that's a... Um a terrifying prospect. I don't know if you've seen the thing that lives in it. Um, they call the culture in that the mother. Right, uh, yeah. And it, and it looks like something out of a horror film. It really does. Or that you cough up. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's, yeah, but it looks like it's, um, it's got a brain. It looks like it's checking you out, watching you as you, as you move around the kitchen. You know, It freaks me out, to be honest with you. Yes. And then sort of drinking a fluid that's been around that doesn't thrill me greatly. No. Um, but I've actually taken to trying it lately, and the the wife's really got it down now. It's actually it is delicious. But so you, you're bottling your own kombucha? Yeah. Okay. You yeah, yeah. know, because we do our own almond milk at home and all sorts of. Oh, carry good. On. No, it's easy, what, you just put the almonds in a vice and just squeeze all yeah, that juice. Right. It's of, not almond milk, Mike, is it really? Well, it's, it's not, almond juice. It's almond juice. That's it, right. It's yeah. not milk. No, that's you right. Don't and milk I think an the almond. reason why you say milk is just so that people know it's a, a replacement. Yes. Um, for it, but yeah, I mean that that works well. But yeah, the the mother. I mean, it's it's a terrifying thing. Well, I do. I, I, I've been working on getting my own sourdough culture. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? And I love the sourdough. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the yeah. sourdough. Um, and, and, but there's just something fundamentally disgusting are they about freaky them. Looking too, are yeah, they? they're really freaky looking, and you just got to mm. keep sort of renewing them over time. Answer me this: Were you? I mean, in my childhood, it was a big thing for a while. The old ginger beer. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? The homemade ginger beer, right. which the true to form homemade ginger beer right bloody beautiful man right but that was kind of a bit of a strange process as well from what i can recall yeah i think that was a little bit before my time i remember having a ginger beer and um, thinking it was beer yeah um, you know because it had the word beer in it which was misleading much like milk in the term almond milk yes it's not it's not ginger beer is it it's it's, it's a ginger fizzy drink yes you know very yeah, much. No so. one's getting hammered on that, so it, it's a bit misleading. In, incidentally, if someone could send me in a, a good old fashioned ginger beer recipe, oh, I yeah. would be very keen to get back into that because I don't know if I've told you. I'm pretty sure I had. I used to make my own homebrew oh, when yes. I lived out in Ordinary Point, right? Uh, and I was famous. <laughs> I you was were fam- famous. I was famous for it, mate. Right. Everyone in Ordinary Point knew about my homebrew and would come and you know buy bottles off me. Of course, they called you Hoppy Hoyt. They called me Hoppy Hoyt. Yeah, exactly, mate. You know, and, and the great thing about a small community like that is that... They bludge the shit out of you. Well, you know, but you bartered. Oh. So I'd give them a bottle of homebrew, a couple of bottles of homebrew. They'd give me some herbs or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. from their garden. Yeah, no, that's um, pretty good. No, it, I, I agree with you. I do like all that sort of stuff. Um, and, I, and I try and do that with a kombucha any way I can get it out of the house. Yeah. How, in, in any one... Batch mm. for your kombucha. How much? How how many bottles are we talking about here? Uh, I, be, I think it's three liters. Okay. Yeah, and it takes about four or five days. I think. I don't know. Oh, is I mean, that all? The, 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 yeah, it's not long. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then you can flavor it any way you like. And uh, 
Yeah, the last batch we had was bloody good, actually. But then sometimes you get a little bit of the, the mother in it. Oh, a little yeah. bit of gel shit. And so mean, you're swallowing the mother. Ugh. Yeah, you know, but you, you know what I mean. You got to give it a good sieve. Well, that was what it was like with the the old homebrew, right? Is that you'd you'd stand it up for a while, and it would just be a, a sort of muddy sediment, right, at the bottom of it. Yeah. So it was very similar when you were pouring that. You had to just not get to the very end. Same with the old ginger beer. Um, ginger beer, it would get a sediment going on. Yeah. You'd have to just stop before the sediment kicked in, right? Because uh, that was never pleasant. It's all, yeah, no, it's all a bit of an art, isn't it? We don't know how we like, how lucky we are in this consumerist sort of world we live in, where you don't sort of know anything about how things produce, so you don't know the disgusting things that are involved. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what it is about me, but I find the idea of yogurt culture particularly disgusting. Yeah, um, and I guess what I'm worried about with Beth is, given that she's got Parkinson, I've just got an image of her transferring uh, the culture. From the fridge and her hands are shaking. Yes, and then the kitchen's just and her face is just covered, covered in, in culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just want to acknowledge Beth from Tiawa Moody. First and foremost, thank you for the letter. Um, I, I, I think from what we're both saying, we're not keen. Nah. Uh, but I'd be keen to get your kombucha recipe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd be keen for the sourdough. Yeah, okay, without a doubt. Um, that, but that, just I don't want the recipe. Just. Just make me some and bring it up. Look, I'll bring a, I'll bring my culture over to you. How does that sound? No, I'll just have the loaves. The, the loaves, yeah. The yeah. finished loaves. There's something about baking your own bread, mate. It's very, um, quite sincerely, it's it's very... Earthy. Earthy. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, earthy. Yeah. It's very, it really, something very basic and simple and lovely about it, yeah, which I yeah. enjoy. I love um, people just giving me loaves of bread. Yeah, yeah. That's nice really sourdough. Because it saves me doing anything. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Exactly. Hey, well, I tell you what, um, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, we thank all of you um, for tuning in and listening to us both. Remember, if you want to get in contact with us, please do. If you want our advice, please send it through, Mike, to where? Well, you can get in touch with us over the Instagram on All Talk with Mike and Jace. Um, just send us a DM there. Uh, we read and value all of them, although often I just delete them. But that doesn't mean you should stop sending them in. Sometimes we just fill up. Yeah. You know, we've got so many Christmas emails, we couldn't answer them all. Yeah, that's true. Um, then on the email is alltalkwithmikeandjace at gmail.com. Yeah, great stuff, mate. And if you want to send a pic, send a pic. Oh, yeah. If you've got a Stars and Stripe um, budgie smuggler or bikini, yeah. whatever you like, would love to see those images. Bloody oath. Hey, well, on behalf of Mike and myself, you take care out there. Until the next time, we'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.